If you're looking for some fun, or if you're looking for a laugh, then welcome to the Valley Full Podcast. Oh, if you're looking I for a bath, laugh. That was nice. I didn't know John Mayer was a fan. I love that's from Justin Craft. It sounded like Justin Craft. It sounded like Justin Craft to me. Michael Bublé. Bublé, yeah, definitely. That's what it was. Can you play it again? That was really pleasant. Yeah, of course. It's nice and sweet and short. Short and simple. Get ready to sway, everybody. Steve, when you're tired, your voice is an octave lower. Oh, oh, absolutely. When I'm this tired, I can do a killer Philip Seymour Hoffman. Can you do it right now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, hang on. Are you ready to do a podcast? Hey, I'm Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I loved it. It was good. I'm going to find her, and I'm going to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> Rest yeah. in peace, Philip. Uh, Pish! One of the good ones. Yeah, and that's what brings us to the Valley Cast. Yeah, everybody. Guys, welcome to the Valley Cast. This is a, a podcast that is run by the Valley Folk, mm-hmm. respectively myself, Steve Zaragoza, Lee Newton, Joe Beretta, and Elliot Morgan. Yeah. And Ooh, respectfully, uh, respectfully, respectfully, and um, I thank you to not do that. Hey, what are you doing? Uh, I lost <laughs> half my headset. It's gonna happen over here. Oh, there we go. Let's, let's go. Ding, ding, ding. Can we do a little? Ding, don't ding, ever, ding, t- ding. Elliot. Did don't he, ever touch hey, this area. Elliot I'm like... back. I'm back. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> do you guys remember? Just do that me a favor. In... Look me in the eyes. Oh, wow. Don't ever touch this area. Okay. <laughs> Just... Say, tell me one more that? time. Hold tell on. me one more time, Steve. This area here. Okay. Wow. Don't ever touch it. Okay. Don't pull a cable. Yeah, I wouldn't. Don't pull cables. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Wait, hold on. Do you remember that? It was over. Are you good over here? When what's his name is like, I lost my cranberry CD. I gotta go to the quad. That's exactly <laughs> how it sounded. I lost uh, half my headset. I, I gotta lost pull my headset. that cord. Okay. I gotta. I gotta um, go to the quad. All right, let's listen to this intro one more time so it can get us nice and nice and fun nice in a nice and, and nice and fun. fun nice mood. <laughs> if you're looking for some fun. Or if you're looking for a bath, then welcome to the <laughs> Valley Fall Podcast. I love it. Oh, so man. I'm always looking that. for a bath. That's so fun. Yeah. It is really sweet. When's the last time you guys had a good bath? I hate baths. I don't like You baths. hate baths? I hate, I hate baths. Wow. Because you're sitting in your own human soup. It's Who disgusting. fucking cares? Take a shower right after. So I that hate... seems like superfluous. <laughs> that seems like I a, feel not like... a point. No, bath is for relaxation. Relaxation? Soaking. Nah. Yeah. Showers for UTIs cleaning. I agree. Happen yeah. in the bath. I mean, I don't know what kind of bath you're taking. Honey. That's, nope, that's all. She bathes in urine. Okay. Bathe, <laughs> no one else bathes in urine. I mean, you, okay. I've heard it's you nice. Just, um, <laughs> it my, here's nice. my here's my take on baths. I agree with Lee. You uh, you end up uh, taking those bubbles swiftly yeah. turned into dark water, and then you're you, you're mess- dark water. Yeah, you're that dirty. Yeah, wow. man. dark. Joe's really I'm dirty. I'm a manual labeer. Yeah, I don't know about yeah, what dark water. You couldn't be further from a manual labor. Oh, no, you couldn't <laughs> be further from a manual You're right. Labor. But you're like right next to me. So baths can be relaxing, but for the most part, you're usually taking bath in a crappy home bath that is always not big enough for your adult human body. Yeah. So you're never truly relaxed. That's not fun. You're okay, right. so you're just bath shaming now. It's yeah. not no, good for not tall true. boys. It's, it's not, not good, good for, for tall boys because one time I tried to have like a sexy bath time with my husband and it literally was like full fucking nightmare because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was just like, ow. Out, no yep. move, move. Yep. It sounds to me like you guys are doing bath wrong. Yep. <clears throat> you need to get a bath bomb. Now, big baths and hotel rooms are. Really I contend nice. that yeah. a bath can oh. be good. It's just typically they are not. Typically yeah, they are okay. Not. It sounds like an experiential, based on the sure, based, like most. It's, it feels like an experiential oh, based on like the bath. It feels based like on you're the talking tub. about your experiences. But based, <laughs> but based hmm, on the this tub. sounds like a personal. <laughs> but based on like, the tub, sounds like you're talking based off of experience based on the tub. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, experience based on the tub alone, and not not just tub alone. I mean, it could also be uh, uh, the amount of filth upon yourself. Whatever as you're well about to say, can you can you flip back into the Philip Seymour Hoffman impression? Yeah. I'm saying, <laughs> if you're gonna shit on tubs, I mean, fuck you, man. Phil, I'm no, gonna no, her, no, gonna no, no, shut, shut. Shut! Shut! Remember when he did that? In <laughs> I thought he was amazing in that movie. Oh, he's so good. What movie? Uh, Mission Impossible Three, which is my favorite Mission Impossible. Oh, he's great. I'm gonna find her oh. and I'm gonna kill her. Oh, he's so good in it, and he's so good as the tech guy in what is it, Dante's Peak? Yeah. <laughs> I, I loved. Uh, along came Polly. No, it's Along came Polly. No, it's Tornado. Yeah. Twister. Uh, Twister. Twister. Is that yeah, Along Came Polly? Is that the yeah. one with Ben Stiller? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's real good in that. that. It's so funny how Philip Seymour Hoffman. Boogie and Nights. Jack Black were like always up for the same roles that way tracks. back in the day, and yeah. they definitely had that kind of rapport. They had that kind of those mannerisms. 
mannerisms. I'm talking mannerisms. All right, let's Phillip dive in. Anyway, this is a, a podcast where we all uh, come up with different subjects, topics, oh. and we bring them to the table, and we go around and we discuss all of them, and sometimes oh. they're personal, sometimes they're things we saw on the internet, sometimes they're things that are in the news and the zeitgeist, etc. Um, on this particular episode, I'm going to begin, and my particular topic relates wow. to a stand-up show that I was at last night in Chino Hills, and it was really lovely, and one of um, a person Humble came up afterward who it was a very fine gentleman who's been to the show before and he started talking to me about us uh, so this is a narcissistic topic uh, uh, collectively narcissistic but Weird. he was talking about um kill him um, I can't do it that's just Delman uh, I'll just pull yeah. up Philip Zimmer Hoffman quote <laughs> <Yeah>. murder Delman <laughs> I'm gonna find him and I'm going to kill him. Yeah, right. Don't <laughs> be like, Lee's I'm going to find him and I'm going to do a little bit of research on how to dispose of a body. Yeah. Do you think we should go with a 10-gallon bag or a 15-gallon <laughs> bag? It's mean, about cheaper, so... Whatever. <laughs> if we end up killing again, the $15 bag will go a lot farther. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, how many people do we want to kill? You have to tell me. Uh, anyway, so this guy, so uh, really cool dude, comes up and um, listens to the podcast. So thank you very much. And he, we were talking about Valley Folk and we are talking about Valley versus source fed and there's kind of like this meta narrative that we've we've kind of talked about a little bit but there's like the stress of first of all starting a business and all that yeah, stuff sure. and then like the patreon to make sure there's like funds and we can do this and survive and all that which is really fun but then there's also like this meta narrative that happens where there's this constant like are they as good as is what they were and that kind of like you know is it only a nostalgia play which is something that weighs uh heavily on me sometimes and so this guy comes up and he, he we're talking about the the valley cast we're talking about the certain moments in it that we've all had mm-hmm. and it was really nice because it was a, it was just an encouraging conversation especially Aww. at this very kind of like calm before the actually not calm before the storm chaos before the storm sure. um, period that we're in sure. before we launch our our show uh, or your show and um, it was just mm. very nice mm. and I walked away from a feeling better about us and more encouraged than I had previously oh. and I think he's right and I think we are better and I think that it's just going to be shown more and more as we move forward did, and I think you were experiencing that yesterday when you were painting the set the soon to be set yes. did that conversation make you happy because it it fo- the talking points focused more on VF as opposed to SF like it wasn't like I loved SourceFed and that was and I'm glad you're together it was more about I watched SourceFed, but I want to talk to you about the cool moments that happened in Valley Folk so yeah. far. That was nice. I think also just like the uh, the whole thing is like there's always that thing of like, well, we want to be as big as possible or like we want this to be as good as possible and big as possible. But I always kind of harp on like making sure that as long as whatever it is is better than what we have done, we have done previously, not like trying to be like, oh, you know, Retin Link does this. And so that's what we're aiming for. Like all I want to do is hear that that we're better than we were that's it like as long as that, that is we're progressing like, that yeah we're developing. and that's the yeah. only theme that i that I, I mean obviously i want all the success that comes with you know being as good as we can be but i liked that i like the part where it's like us being uh you know showing there's moments in this where i think we show growth rather than um than than my fear which is just sort of like oh like catering and pandering and stuff. right yeah. especially because it's like we're so source fed was so edited and this is a very long form thing so obviously people have to thank you for watching if you're mm-hmm. watching but you have to like watch a lot you know so and the, the whole idea of this podcast was to sort of just be this sort of loose thing to kind of like establish our dynamic yeah. again and it works really well for that but to hear that like in those these long tangential things there's like moments of brilliance that are surpassing our previous work i think is something that i'm personally uh, proud of and yeah. i didn't mean for this to sound as like sincere as it does <laughs> it doesn't because you sorry. hate it well, can, <laughs> I, can i break it up with a quote from a philip seymour hoffman film <laughs> please, as please, to, yeah. the voice of philip seymour hoffman okay yeah. here we go <clears throat> who are you what's your name oh do you have a wife a girlfriend oh, this is, mm. because if you do i'm gonna find her oh don't do it i'm gonna hurt her no I'm gonna make her bleed. Oh, oh no! And cry. Oh god! And call out your name. Oh, that, like, and then I'm gonna hurt. find you, and kill you right in front of her. Will you do that again as Gilbert Gottfried? Yeah, will you? Who are you? Oh god! Pull the mic <laughs> away. What's, All right, What's you know what? your name? Can you go in the hallway and do it? <laughs> do you have a wife? Can you do it from outside? Because if you don't, we gotta cut it, I'm gonna go. find her. I'm gonna hurt her. I'm gonna make her bleed and cry <laughs> and call out your name. Uh, then I'm gonna find you and I'm gonna kill you right in front of her. <laughs> That's exactly I, what I'm talking about. That's the whole <laughs> we're full circle. That was so wow. good. Uh, <laughs> you know, have you 
Oop. Mm. Affleck duck? Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors. Go. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I get to, right, I get to talk. I won. I, I threw scissors and he threw pepper. Um, my favorite, one of my favorite uh, little uh, comments that I've seen about what we're doing here came from Andre, the guy, our animator. Andre Cherubet. Yeah, from SourceFed mm. Animated back in the day. Who yeah. I've, I've done a lot of work with. Uh, yeah, I worked with Smosh. And all after this, with Smosh, and hopefully we get to work with him soon. He's just yeah. talented. And I amazing. know. He blew up, um, though, man. I don't think we can but, afford him. We can't. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Certainly cannot afford him. Put a pin in that right now. But yeah. it, he was kind of there for the whole journey and was very intimately connected to it, like mm-hmm. on a creative and yeah. a personal level, and it was really nice. And he had a comment on our Valley our uh, Arizona trip video that said something along the lines of there it is this feels so valley folk feels nothing like source but I see who you guys yes, are yeah. now yeah. and, yeah. I, and I really understand what you're going for or something along those lines and it was like yes that was he the first video it. where I took a, like a deep breath and was like okay like that's like this is this is this is good so. I was telling Steve it was weird the other day I went to a store and someone said like are you in the Valley Folk? And they and that like it wasn't they Yay. didn't say like SourceFed or anything like that. They you turn like, like no, I, I, I was, was like, in SourceFed. No, nah. like, eat shit. <laughs> so I walked away. No, um, eat was, shit. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> no, yeah, eat, eat shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, May. May. No, stuck it. <laughs> no, uh, no, it was just cute, and I was just like, hey, you. <laughs> thank you. And then they were like, and she was like, please everything. get out of the store and stop and reading then, our magazines without buying them. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, ma'am, you can't poop in the toilet. It's not connected to anything. This is just, a, that's, no. those are just play. It's no, toilets, no. ma'am. Eat shit. It's right there. I'm okay. alone in here. <laughs> it's so fun. I was saying that alone to my to myself in my car on the way home one day. It's so it's it's just. That, uh, that, should we tell people yeah, what that is? That song that that, that song that song. impression comes from Lee again on our Valley Folk uh, Arizona trip. Yeah. Um, we watched Annihilation. We watched Annihilation. So scary. Yeah. Uh, which has an, an amazing scene in it where a uh, dead a death bear basically comes yeah, out. Yeah. A horrible death and bear. Horrible death and bear. it can wow, talk. I'm it just can... now remembering that that was incredible. And it says something. Help me! It's, more like, it's the scariest help scene. Me. Yeah, yeah. Poor users. So yes. scary. So it's so scary. It was actually a really scary. <laughs> but film. wait a minute. It but Lee, was. when we got the Airbnb though, Lee got like the she got a bedroom that was far away from I everybody did. It else. Was far away. I don't know. I just and it was like in a se- almost like in a separate one. part of the house. Totally was. Yeah. A different and wing. Lee was wing. like, and we all turn off all the lights. Everyone's going to bed. Elliot's probably already it's in his like bedroom. Three in the morning. Yeah, Bowman's tired. Bowman's sleeping on the couch out in the living room and I think uh, Joe is going to bed and and so Lee is going over to her bedroom and then she comes out and she's like guys (laughs) I'm alone over here I don't want to be alone and then it just turned into I'm alone in here (laughs) guys I'm alone in here and it's 3am and she's wandering around the house she's going room to room room to room like, like a, I was upset like I didn't close my door and before she came mm-hmm. to my room. did it for a good because she 30 minutes my because <laughs> this was her being funny but also oh legitimately did want, didn't want to be yeah. alone. She was like climbing into my bed. <laughs> I don't want to be alone in my room, Steve. I'm alone in here. I had and my then, door locked and, Oh, yeah, you were, you knew, uh, not and you, were, you were fast asleep already. Oh, yeah. sound asleep. <laughs> Cut to Elliot. Just, I'm hearing this story the for the sound first time. Asleep. <laughs> but eventually, Lee, like, saunters back to her room. And all the way over there, you can still hear, <laughs> So, like, now we're just, I just couldn't let go of it. It was such a funny phrase. That just wouldn't stop at three in the no, morning, and it, I, also it was three thirty. Yeah, morning, it really made it? me wonder if it would stop. Nah. <laughs> no, no point. No. Anyway. Sometimes Devlin right. says, "Do you wake up to annoy me?" <laughs> <laughs> Do you wake That's up just every marriage. Day? <laughs> we uh, we lovingly laughed at everything that you were doing that evening, and then yes. said, "Go to." Fuck to bed. <laughs> yeah, go to bed. Yeah, like, Please. But a Bowman loved you're not, it. You're not Bowman sleeping in it. here. Yeah, Bowman was like <laughs> laughing about it. Uh, guys, can I uh, can I say something real fast? Yeah. I, I, just as a tag, this is not. It's a segue into something oh, else wow. that I, I I'm going to say some words, and you guys can react however you want to react. Um, we have a sponsor. Yes! Oh! Wow! Yes! Oh no! I don't have the horn. Quote from Philip Seymour Hoffman. One more before quote before the in, sponsor. Before one more. we get into the sponsor. <clears throat> Maybe nothing about killing? You hung me out of a plane. Okay. 
<laughs> you can tell a lot about a person's character by how they treat people. They don't have to treat well. Ah, ah, it's like so good, and it's in my head. I know, and I can I only like do it when I'm this tired. You can yeah. learn a lot about a person oh. if they hang you out of a plane. Guys, I'm all alone in here. I'm all alone in here. Guys, what is that? A coffee machine? <laughs> can you say I'm all alone? In- I'm all alone in here. <laughs> <laughs> This is Philip Seymour Hoffman reading for the role of Lee Newton <laughs> in Arizona Valley. I'd let him. I'm all alone in here. <laughs> Guys, I'm all alone in here. <laughs> thank you. Okay, thank you. We'll call you. We'll call uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> thank all you right, so much guys. for this opportunity. So Listen, <laughs> folks. Uh, today's sponsor is Vincero. Vincero. All right, now let me tell you a little bit about Vincero. Fancy. If you're watching this on the video uh, version, which is at YouTube.com/slash The Valley Folk, you can see right now we are all wearing Vincero watches, Vincero bracelets, Vincero uh, wrist wear. If you've ever wanted a uh, a brand of a watch or a brand of a bracelet that's really cool and fun, uh, definitely check out Vincero. They are yeah. for the young hustlers. And so here's the deal: um, it's time Ooh. to step up your game a little bit and mm. stand out, look nice. Okay, watches are back in. I love watches. I love- and don't Oh, oh my good I love lord! A good watch. They're wonderful. A luxury watch, by the way, doesn't have to cost you a fortune. So back yeah. off about that. If like, I can't yeah. afford it, no, step, relax. Step back, okay, and get off. Yeah, you're gonna see why step you can afford off. it when you check out Vincero. Every Vincero. watch. Listen to this. Even though you can save and you don't have to spend a fortune, every watch is still manufactured and quality checked by hand. Ooh. Okay. Before handsy. being shipped out to they you, the customer. This is the kind of attention to detail and dedication to quality typically only seen with luxury watch brands that are over like 500 bucks. That's too much. Well, Vincero watches start at just a little over $100. Vincero. Um, I got this one, which is like a, um, I like this, like, I'm in this like beige phase right now, this sort of like pastel Classic thing. Um, big fan of it. And so this is really working with everything else that I'm really excited about. And well, I, I love I, it. I I've, love this. I've got to say, I'm actually not much of a watch person. Okay, hit me watch with it. I'm, I'm not, but I, I saw that Vincero offered bracelets also and i kind of wanted to like rock a cool a piece of man jewelry dude it's great and look at this I sweet like little leather yeah bracelet it's cool and man. The, it's like magnetic so you don't have to worry about like trying to fumble this thing on with one hand dude i have to fumble oh, things it's cool. so nice yeah, yeah. I, the other one i wear is i have to fumble um, and it steps up my game like i was on the dance floor last night and i swear to god to you okay it made you. Dance I got back. compliments on this. Vincero. <laughs> it's like a tennis yeah. you add, or like it makes you jump higher. It makes you dance. This is not. It's Vincero. Thank you. What? I said I love your bracelet. Oh, thank you. It's Vincero. I like your moves. What? I said I like your moves. Babe, thank you. It's Vincero. <laughs> uh, this is not their tagline, but they can have it. Vincero, you can have this. Vincero. Make love to your wrist. Wow. Oh, that's nice. Good nice graphic. You, um, guys, take that. with over 5,000 five-star reviews and a two-year warranty, you can shop with confidence. And here's the deal. If you want to check them out, if you're into watches, uh, you can check them out at vincerowatches.com slash valleycast, and then you can enter the promo code valleycast to get 15% off your entire order. Guys, don't blend in. Stand out with Vincero Watches, which you can find at vincerowatches.com slash Could I, could I just... Could I spell it out for people just in case? They yeah. don't know uh, and now Vincero. to spell it out, we're going to uh, go to our uh, guest uh, host, Philip, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Thank you, Thank you very much. Uh, Vincero is spelled V-I-N-C-E-R-O. Vincero. Vincero. Great. Thank you so do you much. Wanna, do you want to hear what that, uh, that Vin- Vincero Valley cast uh, URL? That's right. VincerWatches.com slash the Valleycast with the promo code Valleycast. It's rare that Philip isn't off book. You know? <laughs> yeah. He had to yeah. still look at the. Yeah. Why aren't you off book? You're pretty hey, method. He's got a lot guys, going he, on. He's a. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a ghost. I'm a, <laughs> it's very difficult. I am legally a dead man. <laughs> <laughs> How beloved to, do you. Like, uh, you have to be so beloved to pass away and yeah. then, like, Three years later, people are just like doing impressions. He was just legendary. Yeah, he was just so good. I feel the same. Him, Keith, all of them. They're great. Okay. Um, Anyway, let's move on, guys. Uh, Joe Beretta has a really fun Uh, topic that he hasn't told us about yet. I'm glad you kind of brought up comedy and talking about comedy with uh, because I wanted to talk straight up about comedy 
with you guys, uh, specifically performing uh, comedy, yeah. and even further specifically, yeah. uh, the types of comedy you perform, and which ones are scariest for you, which ones you mm. like best. So what's on the table, I, I will say, and it'll naturally go a bunch of ways, is let's talk stand-up mm-hmm. versus improv mm-hmm. versus kind of like a sketch comedy variety show type of thing so for instance for me um i love all three the hardest for me that i to get up and it's the one that intrigues me the most is stand-up sure and the easiest for me personally is improv and then sketch is just something i love to do and does i'm not like scared about that at all um and i have a theory for me personally on why i like improv more than i like stand-up and i'd like to hear your guys's theories about your personal experiences as well stand-up terrifies me for a number of reasons and I think the one, the, but the one that is keeping me from doing it and, and really taking the dive like yourself, Elliot, or you, Lee, that have done it a lot, is uh, it's so personal that if it fails, mm. it would feel like the biggest failure to me. Like if my jokes sure. that came from me that I workshopped and practiced really hard bomb, that's the hardest thing. And then improv is the easiest for me, but it's like terrifying to so many other people and they're afraid to do it because I feel like it's... It's because it's on the spot. You have this free pass of like, mm-hmm. yes, it, if it works, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't, it's just like yeah, you, you get this free pass of, of like, yeah. yeah, I just thought of it. Who cares? And then it goes away, and you never have to do it again. It wasn't personal. You didn't spend years like or months or we- or weeks working on the material. And it's very easy for me to wipe it off my shoulders. But other yeah. people can't do that. So for me, I love. Well, I I can do improv. I get zero nervous yeah. about it. Um, yeah. And uh, stand up terrified. We're exactly the same. We're exactly the same. You and I, yeah. like, I feel this. I feel so comfortable doing sketch and improv, but like stand up is no no for me. Like I, I've written jokes and stuff, and I think it mostly works, but I don't like it. I don't like how you have to like be aware of your body language, and you have to like not stand still, mm-hmm. keep your hands out of your pocket. Like, there's so many things you can't really do as a stand up comedian, and I can't, I can't follow all those rules, and I, and I'm also like not confident enough in my own written jokes see and that's interesting to me because I feel like you do do a version of stand up and you can yeah. because there's you're a musical stand up performer is what you are you can go up with a guitar yeah. with something you you have performed and perfected which is a song I guess that's true I'm also not super confident in that either interesting yeah. you're so good at it yeah. that's crazy thanks man I that's appreciate that but me. it's very difficult for me yeah Huh. No, stand-up yeah. is definitely, I think, it's it's the most neurotic, but it, you're, I think you're dead on with that. It's because it's like, that's yours. That's only yours, and you have to perform it, and it's like, oh, and also, like, it's such a subjective thing. Like, it truly is. A, with improv, you're kind of, like, blown away. It's like, oh, wow. And, and I, I did years of training for improv, and, like, as much as that sounds ironic, it's very true. Like, that stuff is ingrained in me. Like, all of that yes and and pick a character and choose establish who you are first and all of those things I that like I now energy teach of it. are like it fully ingrained in me so i feel like it's a it's almost easier to do because i'm like well i know the algorithm like i know that so but you are somebody that can do you're, you come from sketch and improv and you've also done stand-up mm-hmm. but i've also seen you do stand-up as a character is that easier for you to go so up it's as PJ significantly I yeah i did it last night and it's significantly easier because because when the pressure is off uh because to it's be, not you you're somebody it's not you, else you're someone else also like you can be a little lame like that's kind of a funny part of the character is mm-hmm. that like you can be a little bit bad at this they can be hacky jokes they don't have to be great it's all about your delivery and like who you are and like your perspective more than anything and that's that's almost the easiest thing to do because you're just like oh this is just a character and and it can be bad and it's go, wonderful you guys keep talking i'm gonna go shut that that oh, door really? you don't like actually door? it's not very it's not being picked up really okay never mind yeah. i'm gonna sit right. my butt down and ask elliot to elaborate on this topic further yeah, yeah I, 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 but I actually you know it. what i'll shut it down because it'll be easier for me oh, to that, just go walk yeah. over and do it and now, now it's, it's getting, getting louder, louder. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'll wait i we can wait and no just go well, I like hearing. I like when you hear what I say. Okay, then else. I'm gonna then I'll okay. then I'll further expand. Oh, okay, um, yeah, please. Now, well, all of that being said, I do have a fear. I am so intrigued, and I want to do stand up oh, wow. so so much better. So much better. Bad. I want to like. I I I think I would be good at it with some practice. It wouldn't be natural, of course. I have to go through the the punches and the kicks and, and take Class. my take my blows. Um, but I really, I love it, and I think if somebody can do it well, it's it's next level. Yeah, I think um, yeah, I think uh, improv like moments of improv. I was thinking about this last night when it's like the 
there's a thing that happens, and this is going to get real hoity-toity and 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 probably very neurotic. But I think that there's a thing that happens in improvisational moments that are that is akin to like, like when you walk away from it, it's so um, it's so like it it feels there's like a thing with improv where when you hit something and you hit it the right way, it almost feels to me like there is no like it wasn't me. Like it does feel like um. Like there's some kind of like you open yourself up and something popped out of yeah. you. And it's such a crazy feeling when that happens. And I feel like, I mean, I love stand up very much and I love the vulnerability of it, but also like I also hide behind wittiness and I can hide behind like joke structure and all that. And only now am I trying to like incorporate more parts of it. And I think that like, I, I could talk about this for hours and that is, is my favorite I mean, thing you're talk talking about. about like you, you you come on stage with a structure and some of the other stuff that you want to incorporate is being alive in the moment yeah yeah exactly and right. I, I'm very like I because I did the this second hour thing and I, I liked it a lot but it was I, I was felt like I had to get it out and it's very like now that it's done I'm like really excited to just get back to like the more just like goofy like being mm-hmm. present being weird because i think what i'm trying to do and this is going to be real heady but my goal with performance styles is to to treat the performance style the same way that like i function internally which is to have this kind of like um like oh this is what i think and these are my thoughts and this is all this but then also show moments of chaos and moments of weirdness on stage yeah. and i want it to be i want to structure that on st- or have that shown on stage as a reflection of like a true reflection what of who you're I actually saying right now inside. is that your words right now for the most part what you're the things that you've prepared and you say out of your mouth hole um you have that's honesty of the thing that you prepared the words you're saying are you and that's you being honest you want to be a hundred percent honest you want to put honesty in the moment right because it's also, not yeah there's a silliness that comes with improv there's like a yeah. goofiness there's oh, like a it's it's literally wild like that we always say it's wild it's that wild thing of yeah. just that wild thought i think parts are so sacred like i yeah. think that there's like oh, a, yeah. a weird kind of like and i you can see it's and i don't mean just when i'm doing it or when you guys are doing it but like as an audience member to sit there and watch it's completely a moment like pop out is like this is like i Whatever your religious spiritual beliefs are, there's a part of me that's like, oh, this yeah. is God. Like this no, is like it's a totally, church-like it's environment. That it's beautiful. Highlight of art form. It's a weird. I mean, I think back to like certain moments of improv that I've seen over my life, and like the that stick in my mind is one of the more brilliant things. There's this guy Jeremy Rowley, and he's a phenomenal performer. I, Look up everything I he know does. Jeremy Rowley, incredible. But Jeremy yeah. did something one time where he was doing space work, and he literally like popped a top he's an he astronaut like, I don't know. Oh, he's at, I'm, ask, I'm building a birdhouse um, no he did a thing uh, where he like Jeremy popped space off work a doesn't have to be space, space. Work, <laughs> and then he literally like looked down and he was like huh bugs only have six legs cool snapple fact and like it was so in the moment because he just realized that he was doing a stupid space work thing yeah. he was like I have to justify this and it was such a like I literally like screamed yep. it was so insane yep. and it's just like I mean, that's not a very good example, but it's just a minutia moment. And there's things like that that happen all the time. But it's also a fun thing as a performer. Like I think back to all the times where I felt those weird open mind moments where you're like, holy fuck, where did that come from? It's crazy. It's Um, like an absolute like when it's no, it's it's insane. There's the the two times it's ever happened has been like there was a song. There was a phrase that someone said. And I think this is part of it is that you, you kind of like take things as a sponge your entire life. And that then you apply it in improv is because like literally and it's all character perspective. It's all those beautiful, brilliant things. But it's like uh, one of my friends, her mother, when we were shopping one day, she kept saying she was looking for things for her kitchen because tangerine was her punch color. She was like, well, tangerine's my punch color. That's great. (laughs) Tangerine's my punch color. And it was something that stuck with me for years. And then like six years later, I used it in an improv and I was just like, fuck, that's where that came from. Mm -hmm. It's just that weird like you know laid deep in my subconscious mm-hmm. thing you yeah know? i love it. i also think there's like uh like a socially like it the, people listen to comedians now and they listen to, to funny yeah. people they don't really listen to like there's that phrase that like people used to take politicians seriously and laugh at comedians and now they laugh at politicians and take mm-hmm. comedians seriously and i mm-hmm. like that part it is and, a- which i can get trapped by that because i always have my little like things that i want to get out but it's uh I, the ones I like that, that like, part too. The ones that I love, the ones that like keep things relevant for me, like the Patton Oswalt of the world, who I do genuinely look at everything he says, and I'm just, he's brilliant. He's a brilliant man. He has so many wonderful perspectives on politics and everything. I really hope nothing um, comes out about him. God, right? That, there's <laughs> those, there's he's those like the last in your great, life like, please just like yeah. be wonderful, please. I'm like, I'm, I'm at a point in my life where like, I, I will not say what comedians I like just because one day they might upset. fuck up yeah. real bad. Sure. They're also totally. like scum. Like, yeah. So many oh, comedians yeah. just in 
inherently. Yeah. Yeah. Also, just like humans, it's just like damaged. Thing. They're just yeah. damaged. Damaged. People. Most. But no, a there's lot of those them. things, and it's just I don't know. I I think I could you know Elliot's right. I could talk about this for nine hundred years of like why so I did stand up for years. I loved it. I went to improv because it was I needed to explore a silly side of myself. I needed to explore a fun of myself. I was getting really in my head and really defensive and really argumentative, and and it's it feels like that world a little bit. So. I did improv and it's so silly and wonderful and fun and and you get to trust others and it's really nice mm-hmm. to trust others oh, instead col- of just it's yourself. It's a collaborative moment a of joy. Yeah. Um, there's a, only thinking of this in the moment. Um, a stand-up show. I feel like the performer is kind of a you're you're put in this Sherpa role and you yeah, are totally. taking the audience on a journey. You're hoping to go from point A to B to C to D to the end of your show and you're hope you have you've plotted out the course right. Mm-hmm. And you are the leader, so there's a pressure to that. In, in an improv show, um, you are collectively going on a journey with the audience together of discovery, and I think that's why those moments of uh, the, the, that are just energetic, where oh my god, I can't believe that happened, are so palpable mm-hmm. because you're experiencing it for the first time together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Is that? Do you think that's an accurate statement? I think no, so. I think it's accurate. accurate. Yeah. I mean, it's accurate for sure. Yeah. But again, I mean, I think there is. It's a weird thing because we actually were just talking about this last night. I was talking about this with nine other women that are all brilliant, that are all wonderful, amazing, brilliant women that I love and cherish. All of um, nine out of nine. Honestly, that's why it was so weird. I just like statistically. All, no, that's why it was a really weird thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did a show yeah. with like I'm eight other women, and literally every single one of them. That's great. I truly enjoy. Which again, it's probably going to be a time thing though, because enough time with those. With no, those women, ten years. One I've of known them. Ten, be I've known them about yeah. eight to ten yeah. years. All I mean, of them. statistically, statistically, like one said. will be the. Week I know week. actually who it will be. There it is. There it is. We broke her. We broke her. Everybody. No, but we were talking about it last night, and and we really were talking about. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, it's all. Always Sarah. It's always Sarah. Always Sarah. No, no, I forgot. Always Sarah. I'm sorry. You you got hijacked by the bit. You worked with these women. Yes. I forget. Um, (laughs) It's fine. uh, fine. They were great women. I moved on. We're good. I feel like you're being a little quiet over there because you haven't really jumped in the world of improv nor stand up like like with a specific jump, but you're so good at both that I just need to hear you talk about this more because Uh, you electrify a room. Like you can walk into a karaoke mic and and be the best person oh, that has ever graced the Thank stage. You, man. You're such a Thank good performer you. that I want to, I just want to hear more of your philosophy of um, comedy when it comes to a live setting. I don't know. I don't feel very, I don't feel very um, versed in like the, the, the particulars of, of what makes improv and, and comedy work in any way. I mean, I, I do feel like I've certainly earned a place in this digital world of, as like a funny guy. And that's kind of like my brand. And, and I appreciate the, the audience that, that eats that up and loves it and, and Except gives you, me validation. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Sarah. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I just feel like I'm not much of an authority on this, on the subject because I, at, like, I didn't take improv classes and I didn't, I don't think I mean, you have to be an authority on anything. I think it's just the difference between the two. I just, you know? yeah, I mean, I just don't want to say that, like, if someone asked me, like, you know, how do you how do you improvise? Like, I feel like my knowledge of improvisation is not really teachable. You did, but you, know you did I mean? knowledge like, through, through education in the sense of, like, doing. Your education yeah, yeah, is I, doing my, my, what works and what doesn't. And Yeah, yeah. I mean, my teacher was, like, you know, um, Mr. Show and, and, yes, and, and no, a, lot of TV show, a lot That's of TV a really shows. a big deal. Um, your teacher but, is your taste. But also, one of my biggest teachers was my friend Blake, who I collaborated with for years and years and years as a young man, and he was quite a bit older than me, which is kind of weird, but we, we just worked together so well and he taught me so many things about my body and improv and uh <laughs> no he he like my uh, kinks my kinks yeah he really really got me comfortable with my body uh but no he he like um really taught me how to kind of just like not give a fuck and and kind of like um just just kind of listen to the room and listen to people and and kind of get a get a, a sense of where everyone's at in in a you yeah. know in a mood like read the room he really totally. taught me how to read the room in a way and um <laughs> you know it's uh it's it's one of those things that like um you know i just didn't get any kind of formal training so i feel like i can't really speak on but like i think you did here's the one thing i will say about you mr zaragoza is that you far more than i mean i teach at groundlings now and like 
not now because I'm busy. You're here right um, now. I'm here right now. What a but silly like, statement, I Lee. teach. We and wouldn't want anyone I else. will mention things. <laughs> I will mention people like Carol Burnett and I will mention people Who? like Carol Burnett. <laughs> That's nice, Joe. You know, you say <laughs> that, but so many people watching no, or listening to I'm this are like, kidding. Who? This is what happens. Like, I will mention things and I'll be I like, oh, Lucy it's a little for Paul Lent. Like, Get the fuck out of here. I'll say <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> I'll say things all the time and kids will, like, will not know. But one thing I will say about you is that like, as much as you're like I'm not well versed in this you every comedian I mentioned you know like not even current I'm saying like true. old yeah. school like Red Skelton like yeah. Paul Lint like all these things that the we've Marx mentioned Brothers the Marx Brothers stuff, yeah. uh, Smothers Brothers like all these yeah. people that I've mentioned in the past that like not Elaine May and like Nicholson May like all these yeah, people yeah. you know all of them SCTV and all you, that. Just I mean, you know you know, that's an brother. education through through knowledge yeah, I guess that's the, true you just yeah. don't have the degree you have all the training you just didn't get the thing you There's didn't go into the room and go this is what it is you just learned it yeah I like guess that's true. And that, truly, there are so many kids taking tons of improv classes right now that don't know the. And I get furious about it. I'm like, go back and look at yeah. what you're inspired by. Do your the homework. Love of fucking God. Yeah. P.S. Like, who do you love? And most people would yes. be like, oh, I love Will Ferrell oh, or, or like Steve Carell or like this. And it's yeah, like, and it's like, well, look who inspired those people. Legit. That's yeah, always go back to well, that. my frustration, yeah. especially with women, especially it's like one of those of like, there would be no Tina Fey without Gilda Radner. Right. There would be no this without this. Um, P.S. There's a really great, hilarious, wonderful uh, inside joke. There's a Barry uh, billboard, the billboard for Barry, which he's a guy that takes improv classes directly above the Groundlings Theater. That's funny. It's perfect. They know their audience. Oh, it's also just like such a weird little inside joke that makes me Mm -hmm. so happy. There's also one right above the prison, so it all works out. (laughs) It all works out. I love it. Yeah. That's a really good viral marketing. Yeah, right? You like that? Joe, I could talk about it forever, but I won't. I'm going to move on. Uh, Um, Well, I appreciate all the kind words, guys. I wish you would... um, only only for my own benefit. I, I, but you also, I think there's something to be said for just getting your creativity out and you do that inherently. So it's yeah. not like you're like bottling stuff up that I'd be like, let it out, Steve, because mm-hmm. you do let it out. But yeah. selfishly, I would love to see you explore because I don't think there's as, the rules and all that stuff is fun, but it's only to, yeah. uh, my understanding is the rules are only to guide you toward yeah. what's already inside you anyway. It's just to get, the rules are to clear out what is in yeah. the way. I mean, it's like a muscle, right? Like we were talking about, it's a muscle that you kind of can definitely work out. Totally. And you can definitely, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and it is what it is. And and uh, I don't know. I, I um, You're going to be on the next show, man. I just feel. I just. Wow. Feel, All right. I just feel like uh, that's terrifying to me every time when Mike. Whenever Mike <laughs> is like, "Dude, come be on Friends and Friends," I'm like, "Oh, okay." Uh, no. Yeah, you do get nervous. It's it's a door. It's very. Endearing. It's just I can't. It's just I don't know, man. It's just weird for me. But also, I think it's something that's such an enjoyment for you. Like that's it, a big part yeah, of why yeah. I don't do stand up anymore is because improv, sketch comedy, st- sketch stand up is such an enjoyment for me that whenever I get into the stand-up mind, I'm like, I'm panicking, I'm neurotic. Yeah. Well, plus it's awful. like, it's yeah. very, it's it like, a, it's a lot of work, yeah, stand-up. It's oh, yeah. like, you gotta be, if you really wanna make stand-up your thing, you gotta fucking Exhausting. eat, sleep, and breathe stand-up. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't just be like, I wanna be a stand-up and go to like once a week open mics or something. No, you gotta go all the fucking time. And I don't know if I, I have that. Dude, I don't know if I have that. There a, there's like God of War to play. There. Yeah. And I also feel like, oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, there's the, there's definitely the creature comforts. There's but, girls, you but, know what I'm talking but, about, guys. But for me, it's like, I feel like most of what works for me and what, what I think is the, my best stuff is when I'm when I have someone to play off yes, of. Yes, totally. And I can't really do it. I mean, I can do Steve, it alone. Is it, is it me? But it's like, yeah, of course, it's Thanks, you, babe. Lee. What the? I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna find you um, after after this podcast, no, guys. It's every one of you, obviously, and and every and all my other funny friends who who are always all great and fun to work with, and um, the ones you don't see us work with anymore, are the ones that weren't good at all. So, just so you know, um, but um, you know, I I just really think it's one of those things where. Uh, <laughs> Where I I really work well when I have people to kind of bounce off of, and that's why stand up's not really my thing. I feel like can I uh, can I uh, do one little mini tangent? Talk yeah, about baby. This? Just real, we don't have to elaborate. I, go. I just want your Bye. I just want your answers. What's your favorite Bye. live thing to experience? It doesn't have to be stand up or improv or whatever. When you go to a show, what's your favorite live type of show? For instance, my favorite live thing, if I only had one choice, is I'll go to musical theater and cry at mm-hmm. one that isn't even sad because I think it's the epitome of human creativity. Hmm. Wow, interesting. Wow. Yeah. You think uh, musical yeah, theater? Yeah, that's musical a, you theater. gotta save that for a different day because that's a whole I disagree. other thing. Yeah. 
Um, You're trying to sneak in t- a second I know. topic. Good God, Joe. I'm trying to sneak. Um, in. Another answer could be a, a rock concert. I like improv I also, shows. I love, I love rock improv concerts. shows. Yeah. I, I do. I I'm one of those improv That's for you. Good. I do musical I theater for me. Um, I, like, sk- I can tell you my least favorite yeah. was typically sketch shows. Sorry, like, but I don't. But improv shows I love. Good ones. Mm, I, I've been to some good ones. I think it's just not my thing. But improv shows yeah. by the same people or. Like I just don't I love a good sketches, combo of sketches both. exhaust me and they and I don't think I think they end shittily and I think most of them are poorly written um, and too long and too long sure um, but I think it's improv, too long to do oh my god that. a yeah. nice improv show like a good improv but I mean show there's is, bad improv is, too for sure of course bad that's your favorite that. but yeah or a rock oh, yeah. concert, rock concert. Yeah. yeah I Joe I think again sorry not to steal your shit but I'm I I kind of love musical theater too I love it so much especially when it's like comedic musical theater mm-hmm. like yeah. Wow, and I'm the gay one. It's it's, <laughs> it's music plus plus uh, great writing, hopefully, plus amazing dancing and performing, and then yeah. all the technical elements, the lights coming you know together, what? and then it's this joined it's just community. Pure experience. talent, I, pure ta- talent, no. so good. I don't. <sighs> so my topic this week. I like is... music. <laughs> I like it too. I just like. I grew up. You know what it is? It's this. I get nervous about singing, and it makes me too much. It's. I get. That's I get that. I get. I, get, I, I like. Get, I get anxiety. I love Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. It's a showcase of pure talent. I mean, I saw Book of Mormon, and I was like, Jesus! I that it made. You know, I think a tell for like a live thing that makes you feel any particular thing is when you're watching a live show and as soon as it's over you're like fuck that's what I want to do yes yep. Mm-hmm. like and I feel like whenever I see whenever I come out of a good musical I'm like fuck I want to be in a I musical wanna, I want to be Hedwig so bad cool. yeah. I've cool. been in a lot of musicals and I still don't feel that way really yeah and I, I truly enjoyed them I truly enjoyed doing them but I rem- then I go back and I remember the hell oh and yeah lots of work not to be this oh, person yeah. but the people yeah, oh no, sure. Too like much. if too you're if you're gonna much. be yeah, with, yeah. if you're gonna be with anyone, you want Shots like improv fired. people. I mean, but you're not wrong. No, not it's wrong. truly in my experience. They're which all I types, have a lot. Though. They're all types. One of my favorite that things way. that I realized growing up doing theater was uh, like there's always that moment where the director breaks down one week before performance <laughs> and has like a <laughs> meltdown, and yeah. they all do it, and then the show's great, but everyone's like, we're not ready, and then all the actors are like we can't upset them, and it's this weird power play that like happened to every. Every, every single yeah. play. Yeah. There's, yeah. It's a world of uh, very dramatic people. Um, I'd, lo- I'd love to segue into um, into something kind of important, too, uh, in the same vein, actually, which is we have another sponsor! Yeah! 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 Oh. Joe, you weren't ready for that, were you? Oh, oh yeah. I gotta go. Oh. Um, speaking of things we love, uh, I absolutely love MeUndies, which is our <laughs> our next sponsor. I totally do. I wear them all the time. I love them. They're my favorite undies. Um, and uh, Who's, Whose undies are they? They're mine. My undies. They're your undies. <laughs> they're MeUndies. MeUndies. My MeUndies. Um, my so here's the thing, guys. Let's think about your underwear for a second. Okay, Everyone who's listening to this, please, just for a moment, think about your undies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a little weird, I know, but your first thought probably isn't, they're awesome. No. They're non-existent. Ooh. Which is why I want to tell you about me undies. They're comfy, awesome undies that'll make you feel good from the moment you put them on. And when you feel good, anything mm. is possible me undies are oh yeah that's scientifically proven want to be in a musical me undies me undies are made with a material sustainably sourced from the beechwood trees uh their naturally soft fiber makes a fabric that won't sag down or right up trust me once you put on a pair you'll get it they just fit like a glove they're very nice they just they're snug it's like a hug on your crotch area it's like a hug a butt glove it's a junk it's like a butt junk hug junk hug it's like a shoe for your junk. Yeah, I love it. A real, the most a comfortable shoe, that shoe. Fits. Yeah, for sure, with an insole. Yeah, and it's and for it's your comfy. Junk. Yeah, and it makes your soul feel better soul when feel you put it on. And guys, guess what? These beautiful magical underwears from Me Undies can be sent right to your door. You don't have to go to a store. You don't have to walk around a Target or any other shopping place and deal with the public. I hate buying underwear. I know in public, it's the man. worst. Yeah. It's the worst. And honestly, you know what you're getting when you go and you buy those twelve pack of like yep. insert yep. brand name here underwear Awful. brands. And oh, they like, look so not sad. In like yeah, two yeah. weeks, they look so sad and yeah, gross. Yeah, and you just can't. And like you wash them three times and yeah, they're done, totally. basically. I feel like if you buy underwear in public, you're basically telling the cashier 
here. Like I'm wearing underwear with holes. I in don't them. have good it underwear makes me on. Feel, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like uh, in Sixth any situation when where I you, last got underwear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah, want to treat uh, yourself to underwear. You don't want to. Yeah, you do. You and you, you. It's like you know what they say about like there's some things you should splurge on in your life. They yeah. say your bed is one of them. They your say bras. like a pair of glasses is your one of them. Yeah. yeah, I think underwear is. What you say? Murder weapon. Murder weapon. Yeah, you got to splurge. You got to get the best. Yeah. Um. But I I truly feel the same way about underwear. We're protecting a precious part of our bodies. You know, the reproductive organ, that organ that's on the outside. As like from the lady side of it, there's nothing cuter than when a boy like when you a boy has cute underwear because it's it's such a non-common thing. I know, but it literally will be. I gotta be honest. Me undies (laughs) has gotten me like some good. Good times. Yeah, you wow. got you some miladies. Yeah, as soon as you take your pants off, they're, they're like, like, oh, <laughs> I love yes. avocados. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it just adds to the fun of being alive, guys. Meundies <laughs> is uh, is so sure that you'll love your first pair that if you're not happy, they'll do whatever they can to get you into the right pair, and if they can't, keep them and they'll refund you. Wow. So it really is risk free to try the best underwear ever. So guys, if you're still not sure, Meundies has a deal for the listeners of this fine podcast. Do it. First time purchasers get 20% off their first pair of MeUndies and free shipping guys that's 20% off plus free shipping and a guarantee that you and your MeUndies will be very happy together so get your butt over to MeUndies.com and treat yourself guys and if you want to get that 20% off your first pair of free shipping a 100% satisfaction guarantee go to MeUndies.com slash valley that's MeUndies.com slash valley do it check them out it helps us out and you help your junk out it's beautiful. It does help us hey, out. Uh, it's very true. It's, uh, and it helps Phillip you out. Somewhere off in here again. Okay. And, oh, uh, oh, sorry. I was buried in MeUndies. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's a fun. That's, that's I mean, a you fa- don't get any better on, than that. That's on the trivia tab on IMDb. <laughs> um, it was in my will. I wanted it. What's her least topic? She's got to run. I got to go, actually. Oh, you got to go. Gotta go right you now. can't even do your well, topic. Get out Give us your topic. Give us your topic. My topic was going to be this. This watch that you're holding? This watch. This. Intro. Um, no, uh, my topic was the power went out in my building last night. Um, mm. We got an email from Southern Edison that said a metallic balloon oh, hit the no. transformer. Somebody's birthday ruined nah, your day. Fuck that. It's fucking conspiracy. Like, oh. 100%. Oh. But here's the thing. Um, I mean, or a metallic or, balloon or, hit or, the but transformer. But also, why are we selling metallic balloons? But I didn't know this, but my... <laughs> Why are we selling them? Um, really Lee's good. hot take over here. <laughs> Why are we selling well, metallic okay. balloons? Listen, because all of my neighbors, I wasn't home. Listen, I wasn't home, and all of my neighbors were like, this is the most terrifying thing that ever happened. And I guess what Losing happened was power? an insane boom happened. Oh, the transformer yeah, yeah, went out. Transformer yeah, yeah, yeah. booms are and scary. Then yeah, they are. a second boom happened, and they said it was like the sky was lit up. It was fireworks. One of my neighbors was like, I just started packing and trying, and we were trying to get out as fast as possible. Wow. She was oh, like, Jesus. I thought it was a full bomb. Yeah, like we're being attacked. Like, yeah. And then my friend M, she lives in our front building, and she literally was like, I lost my mind. She's like, did you hear that? Like, Meaty, her her dog, was like, I losing his mind. She's like, it was, pa-. like, everyone was out on the street screaming. It was like Jesus. full pandemonium. I'm that telling. reminds me of the Hawaii thing. When my, my brother and sister-in-law were in Hawaii when that, yeah. uh, Maui, when the when that metallic balloon When the metallic when the missile, Hawaii. No. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the no, false alarm missile stupid. thing. And they were hiding in the closet. And they were like, well, we're going to die now. That's, I like, can't that's imagine. unreal Oh, me. yeah, the, 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 the emergency alarm. thing. Yeah. Yes. Jesus Christ. That they that's, just, like, accidentally flipped off. That's the craziest thing. It's so unreal like I, Elliot, what did I say? Don't touch that. Touching cables. I'm sorry. Touch 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 I'm sorry. I gotta give you a fidget no, spinner. But it was just one of those things where I. So then I came home. I'm home alone right now because Delman is in at his parents' house fixing up our kidnapped guest, by a metallic balloon. Guess the best. Just floated away with Del. This is my problem, though. Delman's like, I'm in love with a metallic balloon. That would track. That would track. It's vintage. <laughs> and two for one. And it treats me with respect. <laughs> that tracks. No, the metallic balloon is... doesn't make fun of me on a podcast. <laughs> metallic balloon doesn't wake me up with. Um, no, the thing is, I keep picturing these fucking dipshit like people with their, you know, like the people that have the like three O for their birthday uh-huh. with the metallic balloon. That's why I keep picturing this some, <laughs> some little dipshit being like. I'm 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then Not everyone anymore. else is like, pack your bags, we're leaving. Someone's fun it's became pandemonium. someone else's paranoia. Yeah, 100%. Is what happened in that situation. Someone's stupid 33 mm. balloon went and He was just probably making a dumb out. joke. He's like, guys, guys, right now I'm, I'm 33, but I can I can change it. Let's go. <laughs> three like, floats up to done. the sky. Guys, now I'm only three now. now or it's three. just some <laughs> stupid SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. So like, yeah, just dying. Yeah. Oh, Dora the Explorer. Yeah, 100%. We live in a crazy town. But yes, it was one of those things where I like, came home and I just like lit a bunch of candles and it was very much one of those things where I was like, what do I do now? Yeah. I'll tell you like, what you didn't do. Take a damn bath. You no, didn't do I that. No, I did not. I did not take a damn well, bath. Well, that's just dumb. No, it's not. <laughs> It's not. I was in the dark. I would have um, slipped and fallen and died. Do you have one of those like those flashlights that you can? A wind power? Up? No, with... I have one that you click on with a battery. Yeah, but like these are better because you don't need batteries. Yeah, I mean I have that, but I also was and they're pissed. fun. I had it's like you is... got a little. This is so sad. No, that's had... a jack in the box. I oh, had fuck. six. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Power's out, honey. You're trying to scare everyone. You're doing it. Would you please just get the flashlight? Was it you when we were in Phoenix and we were in that thrift store and you found a jack in the box? It was me. Yeah, and you're like... Yeah, I loved it. I love a little jack in the box. It was classic. It was a good one. That track. You were totally... It was 100% a Transformer box exploding and they are terrifying every time they do it. Dude, it was... Apparently, it was like the most... like Again, people were packing up ready to go. They light up the sky. But I was... For a long time, the the, the electricity yeah, starts like arcing, and that's fireworks. a horrible sound. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> Glad I wasn't there. Yeah. But <sighs> the other thing I did boring. laugh about is uh, seriously, seriously, <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Seriously, we have talked for eighty five minutes no, about Joe's so improv. Tired. I can't so even tired. talk about it's improv. It's not. It's, I want it's not die. you. It's me. All right, I love you so much. Bye. bye let me luck. let you out, baby. Bye, Lee. Get out of here, Steve. Let her out, will you? Have you ever seen it, Ellie? Have you ever been around a Transformers You guys get to hear the wonderful topic that Steve's going to do, which is going to be fart stuff. Yeah. No, I changed it. I changed oh. it. Oh. I changed it. Good, Ooh, good. I support ball. that. I support it. Thank support you. It. Thank you. Lee, good luck. Um, I hope it goes great. Lee. I don't know what it is, uh, but I hope it's awesome. Uh, for real, though, have you guys ever seen a Transformer box? I feel like I know the image. I not can seen see it, it in no. my head, but definitely or, not in person. Or heard it. It does. It I have light, heard it, yeah. It lights up the sky like a, a an an unworldly color yeah because just all this power just stuck in a box and then you hear that and it's it could be so far away and you still hear it and it's a very unnatural sound yeah 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 that's it's, crazy and speaking of unnatural sound so it makes you uneasy and not like it's like when we were talking about earthquakes and the Bye, the, baby. the ground moves and you feel like, oh bring it in please oh we got a package uh you're you're experiencing a, your sense is experiencing something just a little off of the norm yeah like an uncanny valley kind of like <laughs> That's great. Thank yeah. you for that. She just slammed the front. So it messes with you on an auditory level because of the and the explosion, but then also on your uh, an, an optical level because you see, and it's just a flash, and you never see where it comes from. Like it's because it, it just that's it, terrifying. It, it just encompasses the sky. And you've uh, seen this? Yeah, I've seen many of Transformers explode because I, I I have a problem when I do it. <laughs> I've seen many because uh, it's the only counties. way I can get off <laughs> but you, you said it when we were talking about this uh, this topic a second ago you kind of said it offhandedly but another thing that um, makes you incredibly uneasy and I was talking to my daughter about this are any emergency broadcast system alarms oh yeah, yeah amber alerts yep anything like that it's still, it's just unsettling yeah yeah and that's why they are what they are so you take notice right but right. but you take notice with such a response of fear, yeah, <laughs> like mm-hmm. that you start already thinking illogically. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. we live like, in our bubbles so much that the moment something like that happens, we're like, oh no, don't pop the bubble and, and reveal the like bad things like, are happening elsewhere. Yeah, how did they how did they land on those sounds? What was like the test? Like the focus I know. group of like they were like it's got to be something that will disrupt is. married with children. Yeah, what was yeah. what was what's on the cutting room floor of the emergency <laughs> broadcast? <laughs> hey, hey guys, yeah, hey, hey, something's up. You know <laughs> what? I've got just the thing that I know was on the cutting room floor, but you guys keep talking because it's going to take me a second okay, to pull we'll it up. Going. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, that's a great. I'm curious though. Uh, we can't really. I mean. I, it would have been like a weather balloon, right? It wouldn't have been like a birthday balloon. No, no it, it could have been. been for it sure. definitely oh, could really? Have been. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. That, that gets up into the power lines. I think wow, there's... crazy. Yeah. That easy, huh? Yeah. She's not wrong about like people. There's people that just don't like the 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 oh here it the is. world of metallic balloons. Okay, here's the here was a, here's an and and this is an exclusive. This is this is a uh, tone left on the cutting room floor. Uh, for emergency awesome. broadcast sound. Great. Son of a. 
Hold on, guys. There's an emergency. Please find shelter. This you have a- 20 minutes. This is not a joke. Despite the sound that we have chosen to alert you of this emergency. Ignore that. Find shelter. Get your loved ones. Get them inside. I think this is Philip Seymour Hoffman. And if you are hearing this, then you got to get to your nearest uh, <laughs> city council. That way you can all get together and hide. In get the to shelter. the city council? <laughs> <laughs> that script is on the cutting room yeah, floor. Yeah, it certainly is. Get to get city, to city council. <laughs> Get to your local city council. Get to your local city council and <laughs> file a I complaint. Go? City council. Where do I go? Don't remember your training. Get to the city council. <laughs> um, you could also uh, replace that horrible sound um, for the emergency broadcast or the Amber Alert sound with the theme song from Unsolved Mysteries, and it would be oh just yeah, it'd be as just terrifying. as terrifying. Yeah, or the Twilight Zone theme yeah, maybe. Oh, God, no. Okay, okay, okay. So, guys, my topic really quick is kind of an interesting one I found on Today I Learned on Reddit. And um, it's so interesting. It's so crazy. If this was source fed, we would have covered this 100%. Um, Check this out. Today I learned in Japan, you can hire actors to pose as short slash long-term spouses, children, friends, etc. Ishii Yuichi was hired to pose as a girl's missing father by her mother for eight years without his daughter knowing. This is Japan? This is Japan. I have another fact about Japan that I recently learned. <laughs> okay. That when I learned it, we all in the room said, we can't talk about this. This can't get out. What? What? Yeah. Like, jokingly, we said that. Yeah. But what we learned was that Japan also apparently just doesn't allow Muslim people in. Bullshit. Yeah. Like, Google it. I, I It's unverified. It was somebody. I, was say, I don't think anything we've said is somebody else yet. Had, so. Not fact-checked. But I think it's true and the reason for it is some kind of logic that they still have and and stand by which i won't get i don't have any interest in opening that that can of worms but i did hear that and it blew my mind big if true is what i'm saying. big if true huge if true and that is it's interesting in the same week we've gone i've learned two very interesting (laughs) things well i can confirm to you that in japan you could totally pay an actor to impersonate your relative spouse coworker, or, or any acquaintance and this is a real thing that's done. Um, I wonder how much that cost. Eight years of acting. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, that's what I want to ask you guys. Would you? <laughs> love would it. you take that job? Would I? T- oh no! And and <laughs> no, and no. or would you watch that Will Ferrell movie? Yes, yes. <laughs> about hundred percent would watch the movie. Uh, yeah. That's very understandable. Right? Like, he's a guy that, like, you can hire to be, like, someone that you... Ooh, maybe it's, like, the movie is, like, you see, like, a bunch of things where he goes to, like, be someone's dad, be someone someone's boyfriend, someone's husband, or whatever, and then eventually he, like, meets back up with, like, a girl that he had a crush on in college or something. Like, I feel like that would be a good story. Here's the claim. In Japan, permanent residency is not given to Muslims. The propagation of Islam is banned. One cannot import a Quran published in the Arabic language, and Muslims cannot even rent a house. Um, this is on PolitiFact, and it was dubbed Pants on Fire, everybody. Uh, walked you up a hill, walked you right back down it. Apologies. We'll cut that out of the podcast. Oh, I won't cut <laughs> it Total out. Total lie, uh, and uh, hey. don't believe things that people are saying when you're all hanging out there in the apartment together. We did some fact-checking. I think we keep it. You see, we, of we, course we, we, keep have, it. Yeah, we, yeah, we are yeah. responsible human beings, kind of. Yes. <laughs> we are semi-responsible. Um, so Hopefully you, no one's listening to this podcast for sweet education. Hopefully you don't <laughs> listen to like that part and then just get pissed and stop listening and they <laughs> and walk they away get, thinking it's Somebody fat. is out there hating Japan right now. Oh, no. That's a, sorry, I segued, but Steve, I, does that guy go, for eight years, is that guy... What if that guy had a family? Does he go home for four hours at night while the child is <laughs> yeah. asleep? I mean, he must have a family. family. He must, yeah. I guess that's why he's making. Do you want after eight years? Are you? Do you? Would you feel like you are that child's father? You would have to. Why don't you read some of the top comments? Let's get into the people's um, heads. Top comment is the story about the daughter being bullied for not having a dad was heartbreaking. As was how the daughter opened up to him and cries whenever he leaves. Though the section about how he played the role of the man the wife cheated on was funny. He dressed up like Yakuza to avoid confrontation. What? That's like, first of all, the first part of that sounds like we're sad. My child's sad that the goldfish died, so we went out and we bought another goldfish. No, my child was being bullied at school because the goldfish died, so we went out and got right. another goldfish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
It's and really then, interesting. And then he dressed up as like a funny, cute thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know, a, man. There's an know. article a... here on The Atlantic that says uh, how to hire fake friends and family. In Japan, you can pay an actor to impersonate your relative, spouse, coworker, or any kind of acquaintance. Crazy. Family I mean... Romance is the name of the company. Okay. Um, this topic says, this comment says, I can't be the only one that feels it might just be a little morally and ethically wrong to attempt to deceive a child for the entirety of their life in this way. No, he's the only one. Instead of actually helping her to cope with the situation in a way that doesn't involve literally manipulating and deceiving her. And the next comment says, Japan is insanely obsessed with the idea of conformity. The emotional damage caused by years of bullying could be far greater than hiring someone to act as a surrogate father. Wow. Interesting. Because it would make them an outlier, and they're so mm-hmm. about like the kind of collect. That's very, very fascinating. Oh, you yeah. know, oh, man. You know what I'd love to do? I would love Super to do a version of housekeeping of, and talk about this topic in Japanese culture with Reina, our former Oh, co-worker. yeah. That's a great idea. We could just call her up. Yeah. Because it's this, we're talking about the different, like, massive differences in culture and acceptance on this topic that we can't really comprehend <laughs> imagine no, right now your no, dad called no. you up right now it was like uh elliot um just wanted to say the last uh, 31 31 years have been uh, real fun um uh it was an opportunity i couldn't pass up and i'm really glad i did and i learned a lot but uh my, the gig's over uh i'm not your dad <laughs> um yeah so uh, i'm not gonna keep in touch but I will be playing the dad over at the Johnsons down on Sixth Street, so uh, maybe come on by. Maybe we can be. Uh, maybe we can be friends. Maybe we can be acquaintances. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> like I'm a Johnson now. No, down the street that'd be the Gallagher's. Ah, the Gallagher's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it says there is a link to the company here in the subreddit, which is crazy. And it says it says Westerners can hire them to hang out if they pay for travel expenses. It's expensive, but a guy did it when he flew people to Vegas to pose for a Facebook picture. Okay. Yeah, people are weird, and I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, man, it's pretty interesting. Different. Cultures are weird, cultures are different, and that's so different that I don't like it. You guys, Lee got up. It's too different. She's not here for this topic, but what we could do is call this company and have somebody here, <laughs> yeah. like really quick, like what four days, and we could have somebody finish out this topic with us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> from Japan, uh, um, playing the role of Lee. I uh, I got nothing to say. That that's so that's uh, that's something that I have no. Um, it's so strange that I have nothing. To, I know, isn't it? Say. It just it just makes. You, I mean, I know. I I think I think what we need, what we should do is is read this article. It's on the Atlantic. If you want to read the article, so you could probably just type in the Atlantic: How to Hire Fake Friends and Family into Google. If you want to read this article, it's a very long interview with the person who is who runs this company. And um, I mean, it's wow. co- the company's called Family Romance, and so and it's very if you're interesting. And that's our third sponsor, <laughs> Family Romance. <laughs> so if you want, if you lost a love, FamilyRomance.com/slash/valley. Would you like to hire a brother or a sister? <laughs> Unbelievable! What a what a uh, weird way to fill holes in your like emotional yeah, existence. Yeah, I mean, and, and I we, wonder we if live it, in, yeah. Well, yep. I, yeah. Do, does it does it work? We I mean, does it? I mean, you have you have to you, look, man. The, the, there's been you've all heard the phrase like tell yourself something enough times and you start to believe it. Why wouldn't you in this? You know, dude. Look at this yeah. quote. Look you at this can quote. Make anything your reality. And is this any is this any weirder than what's coming down the line for sure? Like um, Steven Spielberg's AI, um, like having. AI or robot. I think what's weird right about it is it's not a relationship role. What's weird about it, what's weirder than that is like that's like an advancement of technology and it's sort of like, oh, as technology advances, we our culture will change. And this is almost like it seems more like um like hiring like a caterer or something. Yeah. Like it's uh, it's almost more antiquated and it's emotional wait, guys, pros- listen to this it's emotional prostitution. To this. I'm done. It's listen emotional this catering. This quote from the article from the guy that runs this company he says, I always ask every client, are you prepared to sustain this lie? And some people would be. Some and people could do that. Here's what they ask. Is this ongoing? This is about the girl, the the girl that uh, he is pretending to be her real father. He says, Yes, I've been seeing her for eight years. She just graduated high school. And the interviewer asks, does she understand that you're not her real father? And Yuichi says, no, the mother hasn't told her. And the interviewer says, how do you think she would feel if she discovered the truth? Sure. Yuichi says, I think she would be shocked. If the client never reveals the truth, I must continue the role 
indefinitely. What, this is like a curse? Is he, did a witch curse him? If the daughter gets married, I have to act as a father in that wedding, and then I have to be the grandfather. So I always ask every client, are you prepared to sustain this lie? It's the most significant problem our company has. Now check this out. Interviewer asks... The one hole. So you could be involved with her for the rest of your life. And he says, it's risky that she might discover the truth someday. In this company, one person can only have five families at a time. That's the rule. It's not about... It's it's not only about secrecy. Check this out. I don't want to be here anymore. The client always asks for the ideal husband, the ideal father. That's a very difficult role to maintain. Don't we know Roll. it, Steve? Oh my god! Don't we know it, fellas? Oh my god! <laughs> we're, we're thinking about this is crazy. Guys, we're only thinking about like naturally. We're thinking about the the side of the person that is purchasing. The person that's fulfilling the role has to be a certain level of psychotic yeah. as well. I don't know about psychotic, but definitely... Sociopath? To be able to go in and affect I mean, a dude, family like that? that? Cult, that's a different That's just a different world. You I know? guess like, it would just be a, a situation where it's like... But you, also if you, be an if you convince yourself that you're helping people... I was going to say, he could be an empath yeah. and you could think he's doing good, but like... I don't know. How, how many times... You, how many things that do you do that that truly help people that begin with, are you prepared to sustain this lie? <laughs> right. Like, I feel like that it's like doesn't the Truman show. Well. It's like the Truman show in real life. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be a, a well-paying gig. <laughs> I mean, I'm, it better be, especially if in this company, one person can only have five <laughs> families at a How time. How do you balance that? What if the guy comes into the, to the boss and he's like, Hey man, um, I think I'm ready for a sixth. <laughs> I'm yeah, ready for a sixth family. I've been employee of the month. Three I have this running. perfect schedule with the Thompsons, the Johnsons, the Smiths. <laughs> Look, I'm a grandfather. I'm a father. I'm a cousin. I'm a husband. I'm, I'm a, a husband. I'm a husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a dog. I'm ready to move on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the pet. It's it's it's. I need more. I need yeah, more. I need more. I need yeah. to be challenged. Um. All right. Well, guys, we've we've way past the hour mark. Um. But what a great episode this was. Really I'm sad we fun. lost Lee at the end there, but she'll be back obviously. And. Um, I just want to say thank you all for listening to the podcast, yeah. and I also want to thank our sponsors, uh, MeUndies and Vincero.com. Um, and uh, and also I want to thank um, each and every one of the patrons and each and every yep. one of the listeners our and viewers. Our real sponsors, our 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 OG. Yeah, you guys are our lifeblood. You're you're helping us do this thing, and and every day we're very thankful for you. And um, we really hope that you guys are enjoying the content we've been putting out so far, and just yeah. are very excited for more to come. Yeah, and if you guys are interested in helping uh, support and coming on the journey with us, uh, go to thevalleyfolk.com and consider becoming a patron. There's a bunch of perks and fun stuff. Oh, and guess what's coming up? VidCon. VidCon's coming up, and and yeah. fast. Uh, so, and we, if you guys have gotten into the, if you tried to get into the lottery thing where you can, uh, meet us at a meetup, then I can't wait to meet you guys. And if you're just coming to VidCon just to visit, just to walk around and stuff, I'm sure you'll run into us cause we always walk around and try to say hi to everybody yeah. and, and have a good time. But it would be really great to see a lot of your faces and, um, sound yep. off if you're going to VidCon. Tweet at us or, you know, post in the Patreon community somewhere and uh, let us know. We'd oh, love yeah. to see you. And as we're, uh, we're growing and, and doing a bunch of stuff uh, all over the place on the Internet uh, with this, this little Valley Folk experiment, uh, go and follow our Instagram and our Twitter as well because we're, we're putting original content up on those as oh, well. Yeah. Steve dropped a freaking hilarious uh, trailer based off of our Slow It Down characters. Um, on, oh yeah, from our YouTube man! I worked really hard on that. Yeah, that's on Twitter and, and Facebook. <laughs> just out there. <laughs> yeah, not everything's going to be on YouTube, and not everything's going to be yeah. on the podcast. You kind of gotta, you gotta, you gotta spread your wings and and go to all these other places to to get everything. But please do because it's really funny. Well, and also know that our our Instagram stories and and stuff will also yep. feature a bunch of really fun behind the scenes stuff of us at the office and doing stuff together. And yeah, that's always yeah. fun. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Well, you guys nailed everything. I think. I think we. If I were to say something, it would just be repeating what you said. So thank you. Hey, you know what you can say? Look at that camera right there. Hey, give him a nice little uh, sexy look with those eyes. Give him a. Give him a little bye.